This is HPR episode 1754 entitled B7Y7. It is posted by John Culp and is about 14 minutes long. The summary is I explain what seven chords are and when to use them. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana, with yet another Hacker Public Radio episode. I'm on spring break right now, so I'm catching up on recording a bunch of topics that I've been meaning to record. Today, I'm going to address one of the requested topics at Hacker Public Radio, and uh, it is a music theory topic. Now, this is sort of a busman's holiday for me because I am a music professor. I have a master's degree in music theory and a PhD in musicology. <clears throat> and so it, it, if I had never done any episode about music theory, it would seem a little bit mean, I guess, uh, to ignore my expertise in this when somebody has specifically requested it. So today I'm going to talk about something that um, may have been confusing or puzzling to people in the past. I, I know in the hacker community—that's uh, pretty nice there—the hacker community— there are lots of musicians and lots of people who play the guitar or the piano or whatever. And so I think this is something that should hit the mark with quite a few people. I'm going to do the best I can to explain it in ways that just about anybody could understand. However, I will also have a list of the terms that I use in the course of my discussion. I, I don't at this point know exactly every term I'm going to use because I'm just going to wing it. But I've already put together a list of terms that I think I might use in the course of the discussion. The topic is seventh chords, and the title of the show is D7Y7. And uh, I call it that because people who play the guitar, especially if what they play is popular music, they probably read from uh, lead sheets and things like that if they want to play songs or if they're writing out a chord sheet for a song they're composing themselves. They will put things like uh, D, G, C, maybe uh, they'll go into, I don't know, A, M for A minor or E, M for E minor. But there will also be chords with a 7 next to them. So you might see a progression like G, C, D7, G. And you may have asked yourself, what is the 7? I mean, I know I put my fingers in a different place and it sounds a little bit different, but what is the significance of the seven? So let me play for you the difference between the uh, the chord without the seven and the chord with the seven. Here's the progression I just mentioned. G, C, and I'll just do D and then G. G, C, D, G. This is a very standard progression. In theoretical terms, it would be one, four, five, one. 
And if you, there's an old joke that if you know those three chords, you can play about 10,000 songs. And it's probably pretty true. So G, C, D, G. Now, uh, sometimes you might see the D change to a D7, and that would make it sound like this. G, C, D7. Now you wonder, what is the difference there? What's the difference between this D and this D7? Well, the difference is one note, and it's the seventh. What happens in a seventh chord is there is an element of dissonance that's introduced. Now, dissonance is a relatively unstable sound between two uh, chord members. Consonance is when the chord members sound um, stable and good together. Uh, dissonance is something that is really, really important in Western music because it's what helps make the music sound a little bit more interesting. So this chord, the D, doesn't really have any dissonance in it. But this one does have some dissonance. If you listen between the root of the chord, that's the D, and then this, these two notes together, that makes an interval called a seventh. And the seventh is a dissonant interval. Dissonant intervals typically need to do what's called resolving. Now there's another dissonant interval inside this chord also between the seventh and the third of the chord. The third is F sharp and the seventh is the C. So these two together sound like this. This is a dissonant interval. It's an interval called an augmented fourth. And this calls for a resolution like so. Oops, sorry, I messed that up. And so when you play the whole chord, like that. So the reason somebody would use a seventh chord is to make a stronger pull from one chord to another. If I do just the D chord, going to G, it sounds good. Uh, it does not sound like it absolutely must go there, though. This D chord, I could just stay on there indefinitely. But this chord, with this dissonance between the root and the seventh, that really needs to resolve. And it almost always resolves back to the uh, chord a, a fifth away there. Now, it doesn't have to. It could do what's called a deceptive resolution, where it would do something like this. And resolve to the six instead of the one. But um, the normal thing is for it to resolve back to one. Now, uh, the seventh chords are something that, like, uh, let's take the same progression. G, C, D, and G. You wouldn't necessarily put a seventh on either the G or the C chords, unless what you're trying to do is to um, undermine their sense of stability. Uh, now, moving from G to C, it would be very common to add the seventh. But... Uh, you would only add the 7th to the G chord if what you wanted to do next was go to the C. So there's a G7 chord, and that wants to pull to there. So you've got this interval that resolves here. Now, you would probably not add a 7th to the C chord because it would start pulling you in a different direction than D. If what you're trying to do is go from C to D, then you would not add this note. B flat because 
If you add the B flat there, that starts pulling you towards the F chord, which is not part of our little progression here. So uh, anyway, the, the big picture is that the seventh chord is something that pulls strongly toward another chord because of the presence of some dissonance. Um, there was a, a great song that we used to play in the... The band I was in in graduate school was uh, a band that played Cuban pop music from the 1920s and 30s. And uh, I guess sometimes from the 40s. But anyway, old Cuban music. And there was one song that I absolutely loved called Lagrimas Negras, Black Tears. And that song had some excellent use of seventh chords in it. It was a song that's in D minor, like this. And uh, it went, uh, let's see, D minor to uh, G minor, and then to C major, to F major, and then back to D minor, G minor. Uh, but the way we played the song, uh, we, we made a stronger pull from one chord to another by adding sevenths in there. So instead of just going like this, we would instead go from D minor to D7. That increases the tension, makes it inevitable to go to this G minor to C, and here we'd add the 7th, to go to F, and then to get back to D minor, I'd do an E7, A7, D minor. So uh, yeah, it makes for a really nice progression and a strong pull from one chord to another. Hope you all enjoyed that. Go play yourself some 7th chords on your guitar. Bye! You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.